Hello, my name is Chris Ryan. I'm an editor at TheRinger.com, and I was one of the voices you used to hear on Ringer FC, the Ringer's soccer podcast. Well, we are revamping Ringer FC, and I'm so excited to welcome in two guys who I've been listening to for quite a while. They're the voices behind the Stadio podcast. It's Ryan Hun and Musa Kwanga, and they do this incredible podcast based out of Berlin, where they cover a lot of the major European storylines that are popping off. We are so excited to have them join the Ringer family, and we're so excited to hear from them. So let's stop hearing from me. Let's get into Stadio. Hello, Ringer FC. Welcome to a trailer for the Stadio podcast. I'm Musa Kwonga. I'm Ryan Hun. And let's get into it. As Chris mentioned, we're really delighted to be joining the Ringer FC feed. And we thought that we would do a quick little trailer, introduce ourselves, include a few snippets from previous shows, because we aren't a new podcast. We've been running since August 2019. We're based in Berlin, Germany, two English dudes. And yeah, we started Stadio. Why did we start Stadio Musa? Might as well try no that. one else would take us. <laughs> tried, <laughs> we tried, tried everything else. <laughs> I suppose we were we we felt that there was a a space to kind of talk about football in a way that we like to talk about football that probably maybe wasn't there. I think that's fair. Yeah, I think that's fair. The way that I think we talk about football is we get into the detail. We do geek out, but we also, in your words, we kind of zoom out as well. We look at the bigger picture. And we we like to cover all of the stuff or as much stuff as possible. So, for example, in the upcoming clips that we've got. There's a, a snippet from an episode where Morega was racially abused playing for Porto. And we opened that podcast on that and we kind of really got into the topic about it. We also did a huge podcast on racism a couple of weeks ago. We did some stuff when the Urzel and China stuff kicked off. You know, we go into detail on those things, but then we will also come back and do something super lighthearted. Musa will drop a Marvel reference or three. Baked goods. Recommend baked, baked goods. goods. There's a lot of baked goods chat. Exactly. We're just a bit silly, aren't we? But we like football. Yeah, we are silly. Our first proper podcast on the Ring RC feed is going to be June the 22nd. So it's next week. Yeah, exactly. And in the meantime, there will be a piece going up on the Ringer site this week, which will be picking out a few Stadio episodes that have happened this season for people to go and have a listen to, to kind of see more of what we're about. For example, there was one episode we did on the whole protests against Dietmar Hopp in the Bundesliga, where we kind of laid out all of the context because... It's, it had been something that had been growing for a while. And a lot of the conceptual stuff that we did when the lockdown happened, because obviously there wasn't any football. So we did loads of conceptual episodes. You might hear a couple of clips in the upcoming clips. There's one where Moose is talking about Lisbon and we kind of developed a, an imaginary all-star game, mixed teams from all players all over the world. We were talking about where we would host it. And Musa got excited, got very Musa excited, hung out. Yeah, hung out with Clarence Sadoff. But anyway, should we let the people listen? Indeed. Here's a question for you. Are Real Madrid the most stable, dysfunctional super club 
of the last decade. Dude, they're a nuclear reactor. Exactly. Yeah, they're meant to they're actually. They are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the perfect analogy. Everything's bouncing off the walls, but it's still stable. It's still- yeah, you just can't you just can't nudge it two or three degrees either way or whatever it is. I've seen Chernobyl, I can't remember what the numbers are, but you just can't do it. Massively unstable, but addictive though. It it's, it's addictive. It's, oh, it's straight into your vein stuff. It is. You know, to my it vein. really is. Yeah. <laughs> just like that Tom Hanks in uh, The Green Mile, where he takes a wee for the first time after he gets cured. He's just like, <laughs> that is just like, you're going to like use one gift to, to, to explain the drama of Real Madrid. I don't know if you've got many Madrid fans that listen to this, but I just want to say, I think you must be the happiest football fans because you get it all. You get a taste, you get a taste mm-hmm. of the dejection, but you get the trophies and you've got the kind of tradition, it's kind of like, you're always going to get jokes as a Madrid fan. You're always going to get jokes. Right. First of all, are we going to talk about Musa Marega? Yeah, I think we have to. Because this was horrible. Yeah. I also want to talk about the BBC thing for Derby. Which oh my was goodness, Ramage. Grim. I think the first one we spoke about was the Lukaku Cagliari thing, which actually had a bit of an update this week. I think, I think Cagliari finally got, finally banned the, the three, fans. Three supporters got banned for life, I think, yeah. And that was also the same day that Graham Souness came out with some silly stuff about Moise Kane. Right. And we've referenced some incidents this season, but we've not gone into a huge amount of depth on many of them because... What, it's the same as before. What can you really say? It's copy and replace. I think in this podcast, to be honest... There's not much else to say. And people know our stance on stuff like this. Right, exactly. All I want to say quickly is I'm angry at the um, supporters, obviously, for the abuse. But I'm also angry at the way the players tried to keep him on the field. This was horrible. Like, here's the thing. Their views on whether they should have stayed on the field with him. So Arega plays supporto, was racially abused against Vittoria, got a yellow card for his trouble, I think, for his response to the, to the fans. After scoring what? Turned out to be the winner yeah, for Porto. Walks, walks off the field and then the players are trying to keep him on the pitch, his teammates. And the way they're holding him back, that's the thing that got me. It wasn't like, hey, just let him go. Like, it's too much. They were like quite forced. When I saw the footage of it, I, so I read about it and I saw the footage, I just thought, they're lucky he's a good dude. He didn't swing on someone because they're really restraining him. They're basically almost like, yeah, just sit there and take it. That's how it feels. It's a quite a visceral thing. So yeah, much respect to him. And a friend of mine who's a big Porto fan, Shout out to Joao uh, Zamith was like, you're cowards, he said. Because Porto was going, oh, we're a big family. And I think they tweeted, we're, 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 um, we're all a big family here. And my friend Joao was like, no, you're cowards. You should have backed him, but you made him walk alone. And that's kind of how I feel in it too, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I was watching this interview that um, Wijnaldum did this week as well, when he was saying that he would walk off all the time. And I, I mean, we, we've said this before, we've spoke yeah. about it before, we just take them off. Yeah. Take them off the pitch. Yeah. No game is more important than that. Marco Rosa watch. Tracksuit. Puma tracksuit. Gladback tracksuit trousers, but a plain Puma tracksuit top. Energy. Interesting. He had that, do you know what he, he looked like at the weekend? He's got the energy of one of two guys who's in a pub car park about to brawl, but he's the one who's like pulling all the martial arts moves. <laughs> Some guy gives him a load of shit and offers him out. And then all of a sudden Marco Rosa turns up in his Puma tracksuit and starts pulling roundhouses on people. We're like, oh no, there's what a, the hell? There's a slight Kalasnats energy there as well. Yeah, big, always is, on his toes. There is, you toes, know, <laughs> two directions. I think he's aware of, you know, I think, I think Marco Rosa is aware of the thirst trap community. Yeah. I think he's aware he needs of needs to rough it up a bit. <laughs> he's responding. You know, I think that, that tracks him as fan service. I think he knows what's going on. I honestly think that 
our thirsting has has got to him. <laughs> and actually someone tweeted us last week apologies I can't remember who it was but they were saying that since we since we posted the thing last week which Gladback t- retweeted their Twitter account has just been posting pure Marco Rosa thirst traps all the rest of the week being a nemesis is a bit like do you know how there's parts of town that your favourite walk or your favourite bar your favourite nightclub you end up just stumbling into it it's like that there are some football stadiums where players just feel at home there's something about the environment, the energy that makes you feel oh, actually like, like Michael Jordan, Madison Square Garden. I think Michael Jordan enjoyed the occasion of the Knicks. He enjoyed spoiling the party. And there's got to be that element. I think it's not entirely subconscious. I think there's an element where the footballer involved that scores the goals, has the big performance, enjoys ruining the party. Mm. Um, John Collins would mention this. I did an interview with him many years ago, 2007, actually, when I was writing my first book about football. And he said, his one, I said what's your favourite part about football? What's your favourite thing? And this is a guy that's played everywhere. He's played with Henri, he played with Trezeguet, he's played against Zidane. What's your favourite memory? And he said, scoring in front of tens of thousands of fans in their stadium. And the silence, he says, the, the pain and the silence. And his face looked nasty when he said, he was like, yeah, that's the best. You just, oh. And I thought, wow, this is an act of cruelty. This is a kind of, <laughs> people pay good like, money. He's already dead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, was like, I saw the look in his eyes was like, I suddenly realised that professional footballers spend half their careers in hostile environments. What I like about it is it's responding to the circumstances of the pandemic. Instead of trying to say, this is the no- football as it's normal, it's actually quite innovative. Um, yeah. It's saying, no, we're going to give you something like a strike shortened season. We're going to give you something appropriate. Um, not like, not quite an aperitif because it's a bit more, it's a good tournament, but a tournament that means something. I mean, the details of it, they're going to basically have a, what they call a, an NWSL village. Mm. So it's going to create a quarantine-esque living situation. I'm just reading this from the MLS soccer yeah. website. Um, for housing, training and competition needs, rigorous testing for COVID-19 would take place as would isolation protocols. So obviously... First and foremost, the safety of all the players is absolutely paramount. If they can guarantee that, which it sounds like they've got a, a kind of good way of doing this. I mean, the thing is, in the NWSL, there's nine teams. So I think it would, uh, I think it, you're obviously not dealing with like a 40 team league or whatever. So therefore, it would be quite, you know, hopefully a lot easier to isolate and keep it safe than, than a number of other leagues would. And there would be no travel because everyone would be playing within the same three stadiums, I think. So, yeah, I'm into it. And I think that this is a positive thing for the women's game. And it is, I'm I'm really glad that the women's game is going to have some level of visibility, at least throughout the summer. And also I'm going to buy my Rose Lavelle Washington Spirit shirt. Not a jacket. Not a jacket. What? No. Buy a football shirt. Get a jacket, mate. No one buys a football jacket. Why not? What are you talking about? I'd buy one. I'm a jacket guy. All right, Dad. I'm a jacket guy. Wow, wow. There we the generational gap becomes clear. Fucking yeah. uh, Uncle Musa in his football jackets. <laughs> Uncle, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> the things I do for this podcast. <laughs> the things you do. The things I oh, do. Oh really? <laughs> it's a good job we're nearly done because we need to talk. Is <laughs> <laughs> it down the headbutt? People talk about that as being a really cool retirement, and I joke about it, but I think it was a terrible retirement because Zidane you know, we can joke about it from a hipster perspective, but Zidane was a past first player. 
he didn't shoot on goal and he was a good goal scorer. He didn't shoot unless it was the only option available, right? So to be sent off in one of the biggest matches of your career, the culmination of an incredible tournament for you, to fail your team because you couldn't keep your head, I think is the worst possible retirement. Zidane was a weird one because he kind of had this mixture of cult status, but also pure majesty. Yeah. And it's quite rare that, I think. It's like Andre 3000. Like rappers, yeah. rappers that innovative are not meant to get that big. Yeah, he's like, he is commercially the biggest and critically the the most well-regarded, that kind of thing. You know, it's like, it's rare. It's almost like Radiohead, like back, you know, in terms of a band being that big, but also being that interesting. But yeah, Zidane's, yeah, Zidane deserved, I know there's going to be a load of Italian people who will probably hate me for saying that, but Zidane's career deserved that World Cup win in terms of an exit, I think. If you were going to kind of plan the exit. But then there's part of me that kind of thinks, actually, it becomes more mythical that he didn't win it. You know, everyone kind of loves a tragedy. This is actually interesting what you've said about the mythical element. I think this is a really great point because here's the thing. The World Cup was in his hands. Where are we going to be? Where are we going to play it then? Where are we going to play the game? You go first. Go on. What stadium would you nominate to host this weekend? The city has to be Lisbon. It has to be Lisbon. After all of this sad um, time is over, I reckon we all break out. Nice sunny weather. Head down to Lisbon. Wow, cold beers by the beach. Oh, that does sound nice. Do you know, actually, can I just say this? But the reason why Lisbon's so cool is all the like the ex-footballers and other like athletes are just going to rock into town. Because Lisbon's such a cool place because you can get people who wouldn't normally come to come and spend a weekend mm. there. So I'd be hanging out with Clarence Sadoff, just chilling. The game would be at uh, Benfica Stadium. <laughs> Estadio Sport to Benfica. Wow. Yeah, me and Clarence just hanging out, you know. Maybe just get a golf buggy and just go around town. Get a golf buggy. <laughs> listen, listen. What a do, baby. <laughs> Two dudes in their 40s on a golf buggy listen, just cruising that, around Lisbon. OG, that is OG. Listen. Oh, my God. <laughs> listen. Flat, flat cap gang. Flat cap gang. You know how it is. <laughs> that is OG. What listen. an image. <laughs> what an image. Levels. The Kwonga and Sadoff. Sadoff and the Kwonga. <laughs> oh, what a vision <laughs> you can That's see it absolutely killed me that <laughs> it's taking them out <laughs> Ryan's eyes are watering <laughs> goodness I could just imagine you two going full like Uncle Drew and being like these young bloods <laughs> these young bloods these young bloods young alright <laughs> 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 so that's it for our little trailer of snippets I hope everyone's going to Tune in. Maybe they've all unsubscribed already. <laughs> oh no. Who are these two? <laughs> Unbook now to avoid disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to follow us on Twitter, Musa is on Twitter at Okwonga, O-K-W-O-N-G-A. I'm Ryan Hun. H-U-N-N is the surname. Ryan spelled like Ryan. There we go. Uh, Stadio is at Stadio. And yeah, hope everyone's doing safe and well and we'll see you next week. Looking forward to it.